0: Are you kidding me? (laughs) The Minnesota Vikings beat the Buffalo Bills in overtime 33-30. Patrick Peterson with a couple of interceptions, one that sealed it. And uh, the Vikings came from 27-10 down back to take the lead. And uh, then the Bills forced overtime at 30-30. Greg Joseph hits a field goal to make it 33-30. Peterson picks off Allen and the Vikings are 8-1. Welcome to the post-game report. It's your play-by-play guy, Paul Allen, with analyst Pete Bursich. You played and coached in the game, and, and you've analyzed it for the Vikings Radio Network for 16 years. I've called games for 21 years for this football team. This was unbelievable today. I can't believe what we saw.
1: It was incredible. And, and, and this team, we, we've we we've, we've talked about it, right? And we've been waiting to see. This, this is... Such a different team. This is a team that does not have the word quit in their vocabulary. They had, all, they had so much going against them. The, some of the mistakes early, but they hung in there. They turned this Buffalo Bills team over four times today, Paul, four, right? And just an outstanding wow. effort. Dalvin Cook at the end of this game, Justin Jefferson all day long. I mean, it just an all pro caliber performance by him. And how about Kirk Cousins, yeah. He he starts out I mean had every excuse to just go in the tank, but he hung in there. And this whole team hung in there and Paul, that's what they've been doing all year long, never gave up, never gave up hope, got some big plays when they needed it and they came back and won wow. an improbable
0: game. You oh, don't know Dalvin you Cook had come, an 81-yard touchdown run somewhere in the I, I, equation. How
1: about that? You don't it's like you don't come back from 17 down to a team that's been in the that's a proverbial favorite to go to the AFC Championship game. Yep. I mean, to come into this place. By the way, they had won six games in a row here. Six games in a row here. It's so hard to
0: beat this team yep. in this stadium. The Vikings went ahead and did that, Paul. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Well, I mean, take it farther, Pete. Christian Derrissaw leaves the game in the second half. Blake Brandle comes in. Now, Derrissaw was missed on on the extra point team. Garrett Bradbury comes running in late. Joseph had to rush the extra point. Of course, he missed it, and uh, so you had that. You got Caleb Evans playing his ass off, forced to fumble, recovered by Cam Bynum. Well, he gets knocked out with a concussion. Andrew Booth Jr. comes in, and, and it was a rough debut for him. Then he's out. Who's making the play back left of the end zone in overtime? Duke Shelley yeah. 90% of people listening to this right now had no idea he was even on our team. No,
1: and yeah, yeah Paul, not many people knew that he was on the team, but he made the play of his career. Yep. Right? One-on-one in the in you know in the corner of the end zone, but that's but isn't that kind of the, the theme of this team? It's yeah, who's like next? whoever gets the opportunity mm. goes in there and makes something happen. And again, that's that's an attitude that this wow. team embraces and you know Harrison Phillips make it's a big plays. I yeah. mean, the you know the just when you thought we were at the one inch line yep. we try to QB sneak it doesn't get it in they muff a snap yeah I and mean it's Josh Allen and it's Josh Allen and, and it, it, it's this game is going to go down in history you know it's one of the best games I think this this the NFL has seen this year yeah for us it, personally speaking is it's one of the best games that I have seen in a long it's got to be it's got to be since 2018 it's got to be since the miracle i haven't seen a game like this so
0: the vikings improved to eight and one and um are far clear in the nfc north they um uh they, they win 33 30 in overtime and gabe henderson and ben lieber got together following the game here's your winning formula welcome to one of the most
2: thrilling between the lines fueled by gatorade uh, I have ever been a part of. My name is Gabe Henderson. I'm alongside Ben Lieber, and Ben, thrilling is an understatement. I know I started out with that. H- how do you describe a team that's down 23 to 10 uh, with the minute and 50 left in the third quarter that goes on to win 33 to 30 in overtime? Like. I don't
1: know. I don't know. I don't know.
2: The crazy thing is, like, we, we keep hearing
3: KOC talk about how this team is resilient and whatever. Does anybody have a stronger word for that? Because I just don't. This yeah. game was wild. Yeah. It was bananas. It was like it's one of the craziest emotional games yeah. that I've ever been a part of. Um, you know, I just got done interviewing uh, coach, head coach Kevin O'Connell. And as excited as he is, he's also equally drained yeah he looks emotionally drained yeah um you know he's obviously personally had a, a long like last week to yeah. 10 days with the birth of his fourth child they go on the road they've got a lot of questions from the national public about how good this team is right. is this team for real and they come in this stadium against what everybody's saying is the, the super bowl contending yeah. champs like they they should be in the super bowl and then win the super bowl and they've got for all intents and purposes a healthy team and they go out and come from behind and win like they did,
2: yeah. it's it's unbelievable. I, unbelievable. I, I talked to a couple of the players in the locker room, Andrew DePaulo, Vikings long snapper in general, in particular, and he said, I have no words. Like, this is just a wow moment. And then Ryan Grigson, assistant general manager for the Minnesota Vikings said, games like this are what championship teams are built for. What about this game makes this Minnesota Vikings team a force to be reckoned with going forward? Because they can make plays whenever they need to make plays. Mm. You know, they, they ran the ball only eight
3: times in the first half. Mm-hmm. If you watch the film of this Buffalo defense in the last two weeks, they're averaging giving up 191 yards on the ground. Yep. The Jets and the Packers just put it on them. Yep. So they go in this game in the first half and run the ball eight times in the first half, and you're like, what are they doing? Did they did they not, like, watch the film? Well, mm-hmm. they tried, Right. There was some opportunities there. You know, there was a you know a botched uh, toss to, to Dalvin. They had a couple of negative yards, hats off to the Buffalo defense for stepping up and stopping the run. We didn't back down, we didn't get away from the run game. We stuck to it. Dalvin goes off and has a, a career long 81 mm-hmm. yard touchdown run. Um, and then he had some huge chunk yards, sure. uh, finished was 119 yards on the ground. They just find ways to to compensate. When things aren't going well, mm-hmm. or when the game plan isn't going well, they stick to it. Stick with the run game. Then you get Justin Jefferson making unbelievable catches yeah. from unbelievable, unbelievable throws by Kirk Cousins. Uh, defense, we're we're not very good in the red zone. Yeah, we give up a lot of touchdowns in the red zone. We were three. We were three. Three, or five. Four, three of five. Three yeah. of six in this yep. game with two interceptions. Yep. So when we need to make plays, we're making plays. And they make us sweat while they're doing it. (laughs) But
2: but as long as that turns into a win, I'm sure all Minnesota Vikings fans are happy about that. My paper with my notes just flew away uh, over to my right. But at the same time, when you look at the stats, none of the stats really matter outside of this Minnesota Vikings team. Won and they found ways to win. Justin Jefferson, you just talked about him. Ten receptions, 193 receiving yards, uh, most 100-yard games by any player in NFL history in the first three seasons of his career. This was by far Justin Jefferson's best game. How did he become... What did he do this game that made him so much more dynamic than the last 20 100-yard receiving games?
3: I think the trust factor is being built up so high with he and Kirk that there's a there's multiple throws, and maybe you can't see it from the TV copy, but there's multiple throws where Kirk is just, he's thrown it before he's out of the break. Yeah. He turns around, the ball's in the air, he may be well-covered or even double-covered, he mm-hmm. elevates and makes a play. Yeah. So I just think that there's so much trust and confidence that Kirk's like, all right, if I'm going to get a little bit of pressure or if it's a, a third and got to have it or a play where we got to have it, I know Justin's going to be there to make the play. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to put it up to him and see if he can go out to make the play. And then today it was he was ridiculous. I mean, he made every catch.
2: I, I may be too far ahead of myself, but I hear a lot of people talk about the, uh, the Dr- Allen – you know, MVP chats. You know, yeah. uh, everybody said he should be the MVP. At yeah. well, he's had six turnovers in his last three games. Yeah. And then you look at Kirk Cousins finding ways to win. You got Justin Jefferson, who's just having big games. Both of those two guys have to be making a case, a strong case, for MVP. Would you agree? No, I, I would definitely agree. Because you look at MVPs are
3: not always about stats. Yeah. You know, everybody wants to look at, like, who has the most yards, who has much most, most touchdowns. It's critical making plays. It's difference making plays. It's clutch plays. Yeah. Josh Allen today. Was not clutch.
2: Yeah.
3: He was clutch on the ground when he needed to run the football. And and I'm not. I don't want to take anything away. From, he's an impressive Amazing. player. He's yeah. one of the best players in the league. Yeah. But you're up against your own end zone, and all you've got to do is just get the ball out and advance it a little bit. He fumbles the football. Yeah. He almost loses the game for those guys. Mm-hmm. Then he comes down. They tie the game up. But he throws an, a red zone interception to yeah. Patrick Peterson early in the game. Mm-hmm. He throws another one when they have to when they have to go down and try Score. to win the yeah. game. So. You look at the difference-making plays, the clutch plays. That's what MVPs do. It's not about padding stats. It doesn't have to be sexy. I think. I think you know. If, if of the two players on our team, Justin Jefferson has to be in that contention for MVP.
2: All right, speaking of the number two, Patrick Peterson, uh, two interceptions today, like you just said, uh, he's making a case for Hall of Fame at this point. H- how would you just assess just his play along with the defense that that held this Buffalo Bills team to three points in the last two quarters? Well,
3: obviously, the defense stepped up. We didn't get a lot of pressure in the first half, uh, almost zero pressure. Yeah. We had no sacks. All the four sacks came in the second half. Mm-hmm. Again, Josh Allen used his legs. He's able, uh, he's a tremendous athlete. He's able to get out of trouble. But sure. we found ways to get to their edges um, of the offensive line. And we made plays when we had to make plays. And then we made Josh Allen, that offense, have to press. Mm. Going into this game, if you watch their film, they get very impatient. He gets very impatient. He wants to make the play. They're all about just quick dink and dunk West Coast style, but then he gets impatient. He wants to force the ball down the field. That's when you have to make the plays. Patrick Peterson uh, did just that. Why do you
2: think he, he gets impatient in those moments?
3: Because I think he's just, he's used to think always just making big plays. Okay. You know, I think he gets all this adulation for for making the big plays. He's got this, you know, 65-70 yard cannon of an arm that he can get the ball down the field. I think that they just they they get really impatient cuz he wants to just be that guy. Mm-hmm. He wants to be the superstar that's making plays. Um their offense is sort of predicated on on some of those those big explosive plays. He knows that's their their identity, and he wants to hold true to it.
2: Yeah, and this Buffalo Bills team are a really good team. They're going to continue to win games. Yeah. And I, I'm so happy that the Vikings got this win. Going into this game, everyone was talking about, well, this is going to be the third time in four weeks the Vikings have faced a backup quarterback. The Vikings prepared for Josh Allen all week. And the fact that they got what they wanted and they got a win, that says a lot about the resilience. I know you don't like that word at this point because it's not strong well, enough. It's just, yeah, it's just not it, a yeah.
3: I don't know. I'm not smart enough to figure out a better word for that. I'm <laughs> Me just using neither. What
2: coaches. neither. Uh, they won. Yeah. That's all that matters. But I, we got to talk about the next two games. This game tonight marks the first game in 11 days for this Minnesota Vikings team. Tough, tough yeah. stretch. Dallas Cowboys up next. As we record this, they're playing, playing the Green Bay Packers. What do we need to see from this Minnesota Vikings team to continue this momentum? Well, I do think that we need to establish the run a little bit
3: more and a little okay. earlier to find Early, a, little, okay. a, a, a little bit more balance. Um, Gosh, I I would really like uh, to see better red zone defense. Even though even though we got some big plays, um, we have to be better about not letting the teams down there. Too too. Sometimes it looks too easy for the for the teams just to pick up some chunk yardage. Next thing you know, they're right down in the red zone. Yeah. And then it's at least at minimum a three point opportunity. So I'd like to shore up some of the defense in the middle of the field. Uh, you know force a few more punts um and then offensively just find a little bit more balance i don't think we should always realize on on justin making some incredible plays you know um so I, i think that's really it for me it's it's not a lot to nitpick at. Yeah. I mean, we've got a lot of weapons. We're, we're winning games. Um, you know, Just make it a little smoother yeah. and a little more consistent.
2: We talked all week. Can the Vikings play up to the level of competition, one? And two, can they finally put together a complete game? Today was the closest they put together a complete game, and they still have a lot of meat on the bone. Uh, ben, I'm excited about these next two games. Two games in four days, starting with the Dallas Cowboys yeah. next. Man, we're 8-1. and one. We're 8-1. And, and we're having fun. 8-1, having fun, answered
3: like you, you've been talking about, answered a lot of questions. This this team yeah, yeah. is a legit football team. This is not a team that has been opportunistic because of other teams' injuries mm. or other teams' mishaps.
2: This is a legit football team. They should feel proud of that. And, um, you know, let's keep rolling. Hey, Vikings fans, we got two primetime games in a row at home with the Dallas Cowboys next week at 325 and then Thursday night football on Thanksgiving. Pack that dome, pack that house at U.S. Bank Stadium. We're looking forward to getting back there and getting another win. For Ben Lieber, Ryan O'Neill, Christian Rangel, my name is Gabe Henderson. Thank you guys again for tuning in to another winning, the seven straight winning edition of Between the Lines Fueled by Gatorade.
0: Kevin O'Connell faced his first overtime today, the first overtime of his career. Uh, his record in OT is 1-0. Sean McDermott, coach of the Buffalo Bills, is now 1-3 over six years. And, um, you know, what, what, one of the many things that I love that you kept saying during the broadcast on KFA and on the Vikings Radio Network is the longer the game got, the stronger Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson became. And we've seen it game after game after game, no matter who you're playing is the, the adversary seems to be getting tired late, like even Deron Payne and yeah. Jonathan Allen watching that game back. They dominated the game, but then in the final five minutes, a lot of arm tackles because they were tired. The conditioning of this team and how they get stronger the longer the game goes, it's a masterpiece. And you know what? I
1: think about this, too. You, 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 if you're a player, we're up, you know, we're up here in the booth and all. To watch Dalvin Cook do what he did, at the end of the game, mm-hmm. and the fire and everything that he brought, it yep. had to elevate his teammates. For Justin Jefferson to make that catch in double coverage, mm. that elevates yep. everybody on the
0: sideline. Yep. So the and that's during a game. Stefan Diggs, the former Vike, had a 42-inch vertical. Oh. His back to the end zone, he he jumped and made a one-handed, right-handed catch. An incredible that catch. is as good as you're ever going to see catch. until Justin did what he did.
1: <laughs> no, you're abs- you're absolutely right. It was it was a great day for the wide receivers in that respect, both both sides. But you know, Paul, it, it, this this was a this was a playoff caliber football game. This is this yeah, big is time. and you know playoff caliber type of a game. Mm-hmm. Back and forth, down to the wire, the whole thing. Yeah. Um and I well, got I, I really got to give a lot of credit to the defense because initially they looked like they were on their heels a little bit like yeah. they, they 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 weren't ready to play this game especially on those first couple drives and they turned it around and they got the ball back. They they got four again, four turnovers on this Buffalo Bills team and and two were interceptions. That's six you know, for, for our guy, Allen, in the last, uh, you know, two, you know, what, actually? Six quarters. Yeah, six or quarters. Or like nine or whatever. Yeah, eight quarters yeah. or ten. Um, but to get the ball back, you score a touchdown on defense and yep. everything else, it, it's an incredible effort. Incredible. Kevin O'Connell, head
0: coach of the Minnesota Vikings, again, 1-0 in overtime. Here's what KOC had to say after the game.
4: All right, uh, you know, pretty unbelievable football game to be a part of. There's a lot of moments in that game where uh, i'm trying to think back and process um, just the critical uh, critical plays that our guys made offensively defensively Um, wasn't always perfect for us um, but our team's ability uh, i think over these last few weeks to win football games uh, maybe not in circumstances like this but uh, i think that allowed us to have the confidence we needed Uh, to just try to make one more play and keep that football game alive in any way shape or form we had to do and it's a confident locker room in there um there's a lot of uh there's a lot of games out in front of this team where we're going to rely on these moments uh, to help us i'm so dang proud of this team i love this team the way they battle the way they come together and uh you know it was a uh, it was a really big day for us kind of confirming who we kind of think we are as a football team a lot to improve on like i said but This is a huge win for us here against a really good football team. Just to give you guys an update, Caleb Evans and Christian Derrissaw did exit the game with concussions, um, and then Z was just kind of dealing with a knee contusion there uh, that that, kind of he was just playing hard all day long and finished the game, but uh, we'll see how he feels tomorrow up to you guys.
1: Just talk about the play uh, or the series of events at the goal line. Kirk Cousins has stopped and then Kendricks gets the touchdown. I mean, what are your range of emotions and what did you see in those plays, basically?
4: Um, the range would be about as much of a possible range as you could have in that moment. Um, it takes a lot to, to even get down there in that moment and then to not get in um, was was unfortunate and, and we got to go take, take a look at kind of what transpired in that moment. Um, but we work on that scenario when you're so tight, uh, when you're so far down there, that's one of the reasons why uh, you, you get that group ready because they can't take an e in that moment. I had one timeout left, so I was gonna try to force them to do it twice if we could. Um, and you just know the critical, uh, sometimes it seems simple, the quarterback center exchange, uh, the ability to try to get that ball out from your one inch line. Um, we work on that, we talk about it, and our guys not only being uh, you know a legal play to, to kind of knife in there and get the ball, uh, but Eric Kendricks ended up with it, and, and uh, that was a huge, huge moment um, to hopefully, th- thinking we were putting that game away, but then just like great teams do, they battled right back, and we just kind of continued to have to trade those blows, and body blows, you know, haymakers, and, and, and just try to be ready for the next snap, and, and just as long as they would allow us to play today, be ready to continue playing, and, and that's why I'm so proud of this team. And and uh, what we were able to accomplish.
2: How many times have you guys worked on that uh, to the course of the year? Uh, It
4: it goes back at different times, training camp and uh, different scenarios when it comes up. Uh, You know, you you just talk about it a lot. There's been some uh, clips of kind of similar situations around the league this year, how you want to make sure you're ready for it, Uh, what we call it in that mode, just to make sure we're aligned right to to possibly have the best chance to impact the play and maybe get the ball if it does end up on the ground. Uh, Compliments to those guys for executing. Was
5: just
2: like, what was it like seeing Jefferson's catch where they stole the ball from the defender and they got from
4: yeah. um, wh- what was the D d right there about fourth and,
6: fourth and uh, 19, 19.
4: 18 yeah I just I just remember you know my dialogue I, I call it dialogue He can't talk back to me but my words into Kirk uh, what we were really looking for on that play there's not a lot of scheme that you can go find in that moment uh, it was about a player and our quarterback and the two of them behind good protection and a gotta have it moment uh, trying to just give him a chance to make a play and it happened right in front of me one of the more remarkable catches I've ever seen Um, and uh, you know he's such a special special player and I'm just really proud of the way Justin's battled all season long against a lot of different looks a lot of different coverages uh, but to show up time and time again when we needed him today um, really really lucky to have Justin and, and he made for us today.
0: The trust that Kirk seems to be developing in yeah. that, where he'll throw it up in contested situations like that. Is that, I mean, is there a line to that, or is it just, hey, you're making the catches, keep giving them chances?
4: I think there, there is a line because we, hopefully we can do, do a, a good job with our scheme that if. If it's that kind of coverage to Justin, maybe there's some other guys. I thought we had a chance early on in the game at KJ when Justin did a good job kind of taking some coverage with him um, and ended up turning it over on that one. But uh, there were some other plays in the game where I just think Kirk's ability to find TJ on a fourth down, nobody will remember that play uh, when it's all said and done today. But there's just, I think we'll all go back and look at this one and and really need to kind of unpack quite a bit. So um, like I said, I'm, I'm still kind of processing it all. I just know. Uh, that it's it's a good feeling as a head coach to know that you can be confident uh, that your your guys are going to continue playing and battling, playing good football, uh, overcoming the snaps where we don't play good football and understand we're in this together. One snap is all we need to continue a football game until they tell us there's no more time on the clock. What would you say about Pat Pete's game clinching interception and just the
1: way he keeps stepping up, you know, when some people out there might think he's at an advanced age?
4: Yeah, I... I could just remember conversations I've had with Pat dating back to when I first got here, um, and, and, and we, we were able to, you know, make sure we had him for for this year leading our defense. And, and I just have so much respect for the player, the leader, everything he means to our team. Um, but it goes so much further than that because he's playing dang good football right now, and he's consistently done that. Uh, challenges himself every single week to be the most prepared. Uh, lead the charge on that defensive side, along with EK and Z and Danil and, and Harry and some of our other guys, and uh, he set a standard for helping us become an eight and one football team. When I think of our team uh, this year, uh, I think of Patrick Peterson being a major reason why we're eight and one, and today was just another example of that. That's
5: emotional as the after it came.
4: Yeah, I, I honestly they were, you know, I felt I felt bad even breaking up, you know, how how much fun they were having just to give my little post game spiel, but. Um, there were some good game balls to give out and just letting these guys know how proud I am of them and uh, You know stuff like this doesn't happen too often And uh, Like I said when we unpack this one and really you know really figured out what just happened um, I think there'll be a lot of learnable moments, but there will be a lot of moments. We'll think back and shake our heads a little bit Right before halftime, it looked like you and Brian O'Neill kind of like put your arms around each other. I don't know if you remember
3: that or what was said there, but I just wonder what that moment.
4: Yeah, it goes back to the kind of third and two scenario, fourth and two scenario where I just wanted them to know I felt good about those plays, but I also feel good about running the football behind those guys. And I think it's important for those guys in those moments to know. Uh, that you know, I'm not always going to be perfect, and I, I certainly try to call the best possible plays in certain scenarios. But uh, I'm incredibly close with Brian, so I think uh, I just kind of caught him as we were getting ready to head in, and uh, and uh, just just kind of communicating with him. Hey, I'm coming right back to you guys. We're going to run it in the second half. We're going to run it however we need to, and we were able to do that. And, and Dalvin Cook getting going a little bit, and with that big run, really. I think that 81-yarder really kind of sparked everything to kind of transpire after that. So it was a huge moment. Uh,
0: To that end, end, you guys come out with heavier personnel at the beginning of overtime when you're running the ball. There was that just trying to wear them down, kind of a nutrition type runs. A lot of snaps,
4: and, and you could see it as we were able to kind of churn out yards. Uh, Mix in some passes, stay in, you know, stay aggressive in some no huddle, try to find Justin there and and, and just see. I wanted to for sure ensure uh, that we were in field goal range to make sure we had the lead when the Bills touched it. I would have loved to finish that thing off with a touchdown there and and not ask our defense to go on the field. Uh, I do believe there was 12 players on the field um, on on, uh, that run where we kind of went backwards uh, after Justin's catch down to the two, I believe. Uh, we'll have to go back and, and count those up. I know it's moving pretty fast out there sometimes, um, so we'll, we'll just confirm that. But uh, you know, need to be better kind of closing out those those drives when we do get down there. But uh, it's a good defense over there and uh, well coached, tough place to play. Uh, so to, to to find a way to have more points in the end today, I'm gonna remember this one forever, guys. I'm telling you. Last one.
5: The Gabe Davis reception on your sideline
6: late in regulation. Did you get a look at that? If it was clean.
4: I was right in front of me. Um, Didn't think that was a catch. Uh, In that mode, that needs to be uh, something that either is from up top or possibly New York, and we didn't get any clarification on that. I did ask. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Appreciate you guys.
0: Kirk Cousins had his first 300-yard passing game of the season today. He got cold-blooded late in the game with those passes to JJ. Kirk had a couple of rough interceptions, tried to sneak in to win the game very late, couldn't get in. But nevertheless, Kirk continued to come through for a team he absolutely loves. Here's what Kirk had to say after the game.
6: Great team win once again. Similar to what I've been saying after all our other games, um, it took the whole team, it took every phase, it took one unit picking up another unit, making a play, it took uh, a lot of different phases of football. And um, obviously, you know, feel great about the grit, the toughness, the the resiliency of the group, the way our coaches kept uh, believing in us and kept us going. The fact that our defense only gave up six points in the second half. You know, I I just, uh, you know, you kind of learn just to really believe and and trust that uh, at some point, you know, it could be the next play, something's going to turn. And um, it was a wild game. I think the Bills are a really good football team. They'll be playing, you know, meaningful football in January. Uh, It's a great atmosphere here. Um, You know, certainly when it's a game that close, you can point to any number of plays where the game could have gone either direction. And we're we're, you know, thrilled to come out of here with a win. But um, uh, proud of the way everybody played and just kept fighting.
1: What's your range of emotions when you're
6: stopped on the sneak there? Yeah. And then boom, Kendrick's right away gets the fumble recovery. You're all over the map. I mean you're um, you're expecting to get in, didn't get in, about as close as you can get without not get without getting in. And then defense does a phenomenal job not only, you know, providing pressure there, but also then recovering it for a touchdown. And then um, you know, then we had to get our mind right for overtime and I thought we ran the football really well in overtime. Um so, you know, there were a lot of, a lot of sequences there, We have to just keep playing. Kirk, have
5: you
0: ever seen a game swing out of play like that where a change in the end zone? Yeah, I don't
6: think I've ever seen that one. It's an interesting situation just because I understand how and why that can happen. Um, and also, um, you know, you have to get out. You don't want to have a safety and kick it back to the other team. So it's a difficult situation, and you want to still run clocks. So um, I understand the challenge there.
3: Can you explain or describe what you saw from Justin just throughout the entire day, even the block? I mean that block on down. and Yes, the
6: touchdown running. yes. I'm glad you mentioned that uh, because that was critical. Um, Justin did a phenomenal job. Um, you know, the first drive of the game, third and ten, then the touchdown on the third down as well, I believe. Um, you know, the plays. I think the one that was that I'll remember was the fourth down where it's basically for the game, and the DB looks like he caught it. Justin rips it away. Um, and then one of the ones that got us down near the goal line um, as well was a big play. So he did a phenomenal job. Uh, but I also believe that TJ and KJ and Adam and Dalvin, you know, the fact that we do have other targets in the past game, I think uh, helps quite a bit to be able to feel confident that you can spread it around.
0: Kirk Justin kind of talked about said this is the type of win that means this is our year. Right? How do you balance the emotions that we win a game like this and it says what the team is capable of with? It's one. It's the middle of the season. You got to
6: go back to work. Yeah, I, I take the go back to work approach. You know, it's it's day to day, week to week. You're only as good as your last play, your last game. Um, you certainly want to stack up the wins, and, and we've been able to do that for the most part. But uh, uh, being battle tested is, I guess, what you take from it, because you know, come January, you're going to need that. And um, and so having had that, I think, is the silver lining. Like I've said, I'd like to pull away from people more than we have, and not gift teams opportunities like i felt the turnovers did today but um uh the battle tested part of it is what you pull from it and say that that can help us perhaps the best part
7: of the battle tested is you know, confidence in your players the lack of panic right when things are getting down to yes the that's
5: incredible for sure
6: i think belief in in not only yourself but the players around you and the other units you know believing the defense will make a play believe in the uh, your teammates will make a play on offense. I think there, there's a lot of belief and a lot of love for, for one another that um, goes a long ways. How
1: much did that long touchdown run by Cook kind of rejuvenate you Yeah, I think it
6: was big, Chris. I think the fact that it didn't shoot up much clock, I think that the fact that it kind of just gave us seven points like that, uh, I think it made a meaningful difference in the final outcome.
5: Does a catch uh, that Justin made, the one-handed grab almost. Did that bode well for the future? Where you more comfortable with putting it up there for him and uh, oh. hoping I've been, I've,
6: been, I've been putting it up there for him for three years, so okay. uh, I think we'll keep doing that, yeah. Are you prepared for your plane ride home? They've got something planned for you? I, I think we reached the mountaintop last week. I don't know that there's uh, I don't know that there's anywhere to go from here. Someone else may have to take the mantle because uh, uh, I think we reached the mountaintop last week. So, Alrighty. all righty. Thanks, Kirk. Nice nice,
0: Thanks, Kirk. Now, Joseph, you know, with that field goal into the wind, it wasn't that long. But he still had to hit it and like be cold blooded and everything. And Greg hit that field goal late, man. You know that just shows you how tightly knit this covenant is. Yeah. He he's missed five consecutive from 50 and beyond. Now he hasn't tried a 50-yard kick in a couple of games. But there were never any like there there was no negativity bouncing around behind the scenes. Like nope. you know do we call kickers and bring them in on a Tuesday and don't yeah. tell anybody? Nah. Greg's on the team. He's part of the team. He was having a problem. And um, and so we're still going to stick with him, and he came through today. You're
1: right, and and so is is with all the excuse you talk about this game. They had every excuse to just to to point a finger and say, yeah, you know, well, if we get the PAT, then you know we don't, you know, we we don't need the touchdown. We did whatever. It, it's. It's just how this team goes about its business, yep. Paul. They stick together. They've mm. got each other's back. Yep. And that only matters to the 53 guys that are in that locker room. Mm-hmm. And they've embraced it. Duke Shelley. Uh, Duke Shelley coming Duke up. Especially at the end of the game. Exactly are you me? right. It, it's, that's, but that's how you elevate those, those yeah. guys around you. And we've talked about the, just the performances of a handful mm-hmm. of the leaders on this team and how they're just elevating everyone around them. Uh, you know, and Darisaw playing so great, yep. And to have Duke Shelley come in and finish wow. the game for him, and it's it's not it's not like we you know we have 22 of our starters from day one out there. We've right. got injuries all over the place as well, and we're finding a
7: way to get through them.
0: Uh, Ron Johnson has uh, three takes that he offers with the
7: post game report, and here they are. Thanks, PA. This is Ron Johnson coming to you from the KFAN studios, and these are my three takeaways from today's game. The Vikings find a way to win again, 33-30. It feels like Groundhog's Day. It feels like every weekend, the Vikings are finding a way. They're down in games. They're fighting back. They're down 10. They're down 14. Whatever it is, this Vikings team never gives up. So my first takeaway... Kirk Cousins goes toe-to-toe with uh, Josh Allen. Nobody put Kirk Cousins on a game that he can go toe-to-toe with Josh Allen. I said that he had to throw for over 300 yards in a game like this, and he does it, 357 yards and a touchdown. Kirk Cousins out-duels the great Josh Allen. Yes, he had the elbow injury. Yes, he was uh, out a little bit during the week. But he still played. He was still healthy enough. There's nothing he can do to hurt that elbow. So he played carefree. He rushed for 84 yards. He had a big day as well. But Kirk Cousins outdueled him in the end. 357 yards and a touchdown, and one of the best throws I've seen at the end of the game. No, they didn't score. But he got down. Got down to the two yard line, even though he didn't get in. The defense made the play, but that throw to Justin Jefferson getting him down to the two-yard line, that just shows Kirk Cousins is taking the chances and the risks that everybody's been hoping he would take one day, and he's doing it. Next up, Dalvin Cook. He wins the cookout. Dalvin Cook versus James Cook. James Cook didn't have a ton of action today. We know that. There's a running back room with Singletary and some other guys, but Dalvin Cook's 14 attempts – 119 yards, and that 81-yard touchdown almost hit 22 miles an hour. But Dalvin Cook outrushes the entire Bills running back room. Without Josh Allen's 84 yards, the rest of those running backs had 91 yards. Dalvin Cook almost beat them on one run with an 81-yarder. But Dalvin Cook did get 119 yards on 14 carries. My next, Justin Jefferson. I mean, he is just ridiculous. OMG. Justin Jefferson 10 catches 193 yards and a touchdown I said Justin Jefferson has to have a 200 yard game in order to get back not this one I, I figured it was coming but I didn't think it would be this one but he's gonna have to have some 200 yard games like Cooper Cup did in order to get that you know that that receiving record that that triple crown of catches touchdowns and yards. Touchdowns, he's a little lacking there, but yards and catches, he's still on pace with 10 a day and 193 yards. Stephon Diggs definitely has some great plays, but Justin Jefferson, fourth and 18, one-handed catch with a guy all over him. I don't know how he makes that catch. That definitely is one of the top five catches I've seen in NFL history, in my opinion. I know there's a lot of great ones out there. Don't at me, people, but Justin Jefferson, O-M-G. that was He had an awesome day. My last bonus one, I got to go Daniil and Zadarius, their sacks today. They came at key times. Meet at the QB 2.0 was definitely on it. And when Daniil got that sack, he was in a three-point stance. With his hand in the ground, he's a different animal. He's the same beast, but he's a different animal. That's why Daniil Hunter continues to get the quarterback. He's learning that outside linebacker position, not the same as when he played in a 4-3, but he's learning that 3-4 outside linebacker. And then, of course, Patrick Peterson, along with the defense. That's the third piece of that defense. Two interceptions, the most opportunistic time at the end of the game to seal the game, smart enough to go down. And those are my three takeaways. And the bonus, Vikings are 8-1, and one, They find a way to beat the odds-on favorite to win the Super Bowl Buffalo Bills. This could be a reunion or a rematch later in the Super Bowl, Vikings versus the Bills. But that'll be it. Back to you guys.
0: All right. uh, The Dallas Cowboys at U.S. Bank Stadium for an encore. That game's next week like 320. Uh, The first of three consecutive for the Vikings at home. They get Belichick on Thanksgiving night. After that, they get uh, Sauce Gardner and the New York Jets. And all of that as an 8-1 team. After upsetting Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills at Highmark Stadium today, great job on the call,
1: Pete. Oh my God, that, what, a, what, a, what a just what a blast! I mean, what a, how privileged, how lucky are we to be able to witness something like this firsthand and be able to you know, document it, call it. It, I I mean, I'm humbled by what what this team does and how they go about their business.
0: That's Pete Bursich, analyst for the Vikings Radio Network, and I'm Paul Allen. That's your postgame report following a 33-30 overtime victory by the Minnesota Vikings over the Buffalo Bills. Let's head into the locker room and celebrate with Kevin O'Connell as he addressed his team.
5: To football games a lot of different ways. we keep talking about any means necessary being at your best when it's required but you also have to be willing to look inward sometimes when it's tough. Alright when it's really really hard and the only way you can persevere is by relying on the man next to you. Coaches, players you guys just kept leaning in and leaning in that's a very difficult place to play. I think it's been about 40 some years since this team has lost here when they were leading by 14 points at halftime Mm. what we earned here today is the final stamp on understanding that we are one of the best teams in this league (laughs) (laughs) we get get to go prove it each and every week we get an out but i love this team and i love getting to see you guys do your thing give it up for yourselves one more time. Stay patient. pride didn't get enough touches early, but he continues to be at his best in huge moments. Yeah, Our yeah, running back, yes yes sir, yes sir. In moments where you have to have it in a football game, okay, you go to your best player. And time and time again today, Kirk Cousins found this guy, and he made huge plays to change the game. Justin Jefferson, where are you? At? I got a couple captains. All right, two guys that balled out on defense led the charge all day long. First one, Eric Kendricks. Yes, we'll get to that other captain here in a second, but I do want to not miss out on Harrison Phillips, where I form the yes, <laughs> <laughs> But last but not least, two interceptions. <laughs> this guy. Is... Yes, this is I love yeah, this guy right here. Being at your best. One? <laughs> TRY!